Cable news, noisy, boring, out of touch. That's why Salem News Channel is different. We keep you in the know. Streaming 24-7 for free. Home to the greatest collection of conservative voices like Dennis Prager, Jay Sekulow, Mike Gallagher, and more. Salem News Channel is unfiltered and unapologetic. Watch anytime, on any screen at snc.tv and local now channel 525. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy for Wednesday, June 13th. Coming up on today's program, Jesus is always bigger than your faith. Our guest is Gene Oshman. John and Kathy will also talk about transparency. Is it the mother of fake news? Our guest is Stanley Fish. And if we have time, John will make another attempt at pronouncing Stephanopoulos. Thanks for listening. Here they are now, John Hall and Kathy Evans. <laughs> Yeah, that was yesterday's show with George Stephanopoulos. No. <laughs> Snuffleupagus. George no. Stephanopoulos. No. <laughs> George Stephanopoulos? Stephanopoulos. George Stephanopoulos. Go- That's it. Yes. George Stephanopoulos. No, no, you screwed it up again. <laughs> okay. I mean, you know, I'm not even going to watch Good Morning America. doesn't even matter, no, right? We're really done. Matter. Yeah, you're done with I that. I just call him George S. Like we're good friends. Hey, George S. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, uh, for years we've been um, feted across uh, the United States, the city of Pittsburgh, I should say, we, as one of the most livable, if not the most livable city in the country. Mm-hmm. That's good news. Yeah. It? Well, you know, it has to do with house prices. It has to do with cost of living. Cost of living. It education, has to do with medicine. schools, right? Access to hospitals. Yeah. So today, uh, USA mon. Today. <laughs> the Mon, yeah. Uh, today, the uh, USA Today released the 50 worst cities hmm. to reside in. I'm happy to say that we are no on say, that okay, list. good. I thought you were may, perhaps leading to the fact that we've dropped. No, no, no. no. Okay, good. Great. Uh, the, the closest city, well, I should say the, yeah, the closest city probably to us would be Charleston, West Virginia, which made the list. Okay. Uh, shockingly. What, no, how are they bad? How are these, why are these the worst cities in America? Okay, so what happens is that um, quality of life obviously has a considerable impact on the, you know, on your life. So like we talked <laughs> For about. For sure. Yeah. The quality of life is subjective and it's difficult to measure, right? Still, there's a wide range of factors that could lead into your quality. Uh, affordability, safety, job market strength, quality of education, infrastructure. So they, they did a, a correlation. They looked at all those different things and then they ran them through, you know, this, this quantifying um, element to see how, how it worked out. So, um, median, they, the, the particulars in this study were median home value, poverty rate, and percentage of people with a bachelor's degree. With okay. a, yeah, and the population. So Charleston, let me, I'll just go. Charleston is number 22 of the 50 worst cities to reside in. Population, 50,000 people, hmm. which is really tiny. Mm-hmm. Median home value is $150,000. The poverty rate is 20.0, oh, 20% of the population. Wow. Percentage with at least a bachelor's degree is 38.7%. Mm-hmm. Here's what they say. Though the median household income in Charleston of $46,720 a year, considerably lower than the national median average of $57,000, a dollar goes further in West Virginia's capital city. Goods and services are 17% less expensive in Charleston than on average nationwide. 
However, the city's low cost of living is likely indicative of its low desirability mm. as a place to live. The city has high crime rates with both violent and property crimes, more than three times more common in Charleston than they are nationwide. The city's air quality is also among the worst in the country. Hazardous air quality is reported on about 18% of the days compared to just 6% on average nationwide. Mm. Okay. Okay. So um, obviously we don't have time to go through the uh, – or the interest to go through all 50 of those cities. But how about we just do the top 10? I'm ready. Okay. Top 10 worst cities top in 10. America. According to what's this publication? Uh, this is from USA Today, their uh, money economy section. All right. I'm okay? ready. Uh, the uh, top 10 cities. Number 10 is Milwaukee. Milwaukee. Well, Laverne and Shirley liked it. Uh-huh. Yep. Uh, the poverty rate in Milwaukee is 26%. Wow. Percentage with a bachelor's degree, 23%. Mm. More than one in four Milwaukee residents live in poverty. More than uh, double the 11.8 state poverty rate. Wow. Um, Number nine, Baltimore. 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 Has a population of 614,000. Baltimore's median income is $47,000, the lowest of any city in Maryland. City's poor households face additional strain because of the high cost of living. Long commutes cut into personal time and diminish the overall quality of life. Did you watch The Wire? I did not. Mike? Was it based in Baltimore? Did you watch? Yes. Did oh. you watch The Wire? No. Okay. I did not. I can't believe it. That was one of, it's one of the like most, I would say, highly rated TV shows in history. I don't have time. Hmm. I just don't have time. A friend of ours said this. E- I mean, really? Who's got time? He's living this elite lifestyle, yeah. Mike. No, no, no. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. How much time? Although I did watch that really great movie that you recommended to me. What did you think? I loved it. What's that? What movie? An Inspector Calls. That's a great film. Doesn't that... What a great whodunit. Oh, my gosh. Loved it. It's and w- oh, all the, all the particulars of the family. Talk about lack of responsibility. And talk about... Loved it. Do, what does it mean to believe in God? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, it was so good. I anyway, The Wire was, to me, almost unwatchable because of how difficult it was. It wasn't that it wasn't awesome. It was just absolute brutality so i believe what you're saying about baltimore. baltimore made the top 10 mm-hmm. springfield missouri is number eight all right uh let me just uh, albany georgia number Never heard seven of albany, georgia wilmington delaware i used to live by wilmington six, delaware did you mm-hmm. number five yeah cleveland Really? Cleveland, number five. Uh huh. Median home value sixty six thousand. One of the well, poorest. Well, medium home value is sixty six. Yep. One wow. of the poorest cities in the country. Cleveland's thirty five percent poverty rate is more than double the U.S. poverty wow. rate, and higher than that of all but one other city in the state. Cleveland's also Cleveland's six point nine jobless rate, also the second highest of any city in the state. Hmm. The city is also dangerous. There were sixteen hundred violent crimes in the city for every one hundred thousand residents in twenty sixteen. More than uh, in all but eight other U.S. cities, and quadruple the national violent crime rate. Wow! Widespread poverty, a high crime rate, a bleak jobs picture, explains why Cleveland's number four, uh, number five. Here's shocking: Memphis, number five. Hmm. Never in, been to Memphis. I'd like Memphis, to go though. Yeah, serious financial hardship and high crime detract from the overall quality of life. Number three, St. Louis. St. Louis is the worst city to live in in Missouri, the third worst nationwide. Number two, okay, now number two and number one will not surprise you. Flint, Michigan. Right, oh, because of the water. Flint is the second worst city in Michigan. Yeah. Uh, some 44.5% of Flint's population live below the poverty line. Wow. Uh, the worst city in the in the country, Detroit. Oh, that because is, it's that is been unworthy of that. Bankrupt. Yeah, it sure for... it is, yeah. The poster child of American post-industrial 
urban decline. Yeah, okay. It's not just post-industrial, post-urban decline. It is a city completely and totally mismanaged by its government officials. That's a shame. I mean, one time, you know, look, the Motor City was one of the bright spots Mm -hmm. in the country. Right. And uh, look, that could be us. could be Pittsburgh. It could be, except fortunately, our government officials are not anywhere near what they were in Detroit. Exactly. Thank you, Lord. Okay, so at least we live in the uh, still one of the best cities in the country. Yeah. Happy to have that. Yeah. Go, Pittsburgh. Yep. Uh, how's right. the show looking today? It's looking good. Coming up next, we're going to talk with Jen Oshman. Jesus is always bigger than your faith. All right. Uh, we're George- also going to talk about Mr. Rogers. And George Stephanopoulos. <laughs> we're not talking about nah. him. Stephanopoulos. George Stephanopoulos. Yes, you good. George Stephanopoulos. Snuffleupagus. Thank you. George S. 101.5 WORD. Dr. Michael Youssef. Beloved, I am absolutely convinced more than ever that it is time for God's children at this time to cease being intimidated by the doubters and the skeptics and the political correctness of our culture and begin to preach the gospel of the God who put the stars in their orbits. Passionately proclaiming uncompromising truth on leading the way. Tomorrow morning at 6.30 on 101.5 WORD. Great experiences are meant to be shared. How about the experience of a great night's sleep? This is John Hall, and I've been sharing with you about my pillow for a long time. It's truly the most comfortable pillow I've ever owned. It's machine washable, dryable, never loses its shape, and it gives me the support I need no matter what position I'm in. And it comes with Mike Lindell's famous 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. Once you experience my pillow, I'm sure that you'll love it too. And you're going to want to share that great experience with somebody else, which is great because right now you get two premium my pillows and free shipping for one low price. Just call 1-800-961-9207. Mention the promo code word to start enjoying the best sleep of your life. Or type it in when you visit mypillow.com to get your two premium my pillows with free shipping today. That's 1-800-961-9207. Or visit MyPillow.com. Use the promo code WORD. That's a passion of mine, serving an underserved population. Stock Family Dentistry's Dr. Megan Stock on treating special needs patients. I get this warm feeling every single time we have special needs patients in our office. Their needs are not that different from anybody else. It takes some patience. That's about it. And I try to provide that with every one of my patients, special needs or not. Spending the time with that patient is very rewarding to me. On Perry Highway in Wexford, visit StockFamilyDentistry.com. Hi, this is Clint Hurdle, manager of the Pittsburgh Pirates. I want to invite you to the ballpark on Friday, July 27th for our annual Faith Night at PNC Park. After we host the Mets, some of our players and I will be discussing what an important role that faith has played in our lives, both on and off the field. Join us and visit Pirates.com slash Faith Night to reserve your seats. We're looking forward to seeing you at the ballpark. More details at wordfm.com slash pirates. When wet weather is on the way, keep it dry inside with J&D Waterproofing. Water seepage and a sinking foundation can cause major structural damage if left untreated. Joe Belanti and the team at J&D Waterproofing have the experience to correct your water problem with over 72 years in the industry. Call the Tri-State's premier waterproofing company now at 1-800-VERY-DRY for a free estimate and big savings on all waterproofing services for a limited time. J&D Waterproofing, 1-800-VERY-DRY.
one of those days. I'm sure you all, you all do, right? If you're alive long enough, you all have these really bad days. Yesterday I had like this horrible <laughs> new Mike and I had a particularly bad day together yesterday. Did we not, Mike? We just did. It was just, I think you were you were a bad influence on each other yesterday. <laughs> no, uh, because I'm the elder, I have to take full full responsibility. Nah, Kathy's 100 percent right. We're both pessimistic people. No, and wait I'm a telling second. you, and you when you get you, 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 no, you, you two become like a tumbleweed rolling <laughs> I, downhill. I refute that. It was a bad day, and I was driving home last night, and I was like, John. I was giving myself like you know, I was deriding myself after a bad day. Your heart is so black. What? Why is that? Why? It, what has happened to you? Do you, you know you love Jesus? You know that you're always wonderful. You know I, that Jesus loves you is yes. the more important thing. We just don't hang out with Kathy enough. I try, you guys. I just I I come in to just Rough. to just block the falling of the tumbleweed. <laughs> <laughs> My apologies. I'm just really, here to help. Mine too. I just carried that all day with me. That's why we're so excited to have our first guest here today. Right, because she's going to be your therapist. <laughs> yeah. poor, Jen, poor Jen's like, I didn't come on I didn't for this. bargain for these coconuts. Jen Oshman is with us. She's written a piece what we love called Jesus is Always Bigger Than Your Faith. It's at the Gospel Coalition site. Hey, Jen, uh, how are you today? Hi there. I'm great, thanks. Thank how are you? you? Good. Well, we're, we're pretty good. <laughs> We don't get too carried away. (laughs) Right. Okay, so the question is, should we be obsessing over how strong we are in our faith? Or is it really about how strong God's love is for us? That's a great question. Um, I think that we currently live in an age that is really self-focused. I grew up in a time where... We, it was all about self-empowerment, self-improvement, self-realization, wanting to be strong enough, wanting to be good enough. Yeah. And we've reached a point where, where we're really focused on our own strength and our own power, and that really runs contrary to the gospel of Jesus. And yeah. so through this blog that was published today, I just wanted to bring us back to what is true. And it's not our power that matters, it's the power of God. That's good. So, Jen, uh, in reading about you, you spent 17 years on three continents working uh, as a missionary. Does it look different elsewhere? I mean, is it just us? Is it Americans and our self-entitlement and our, you know, everything is available to us 24-7 that somehow perverts our faith in some way? Well, I do think we, we live in a unique context here in the States. We do have a tremendous amount of choice everywhere we go we are able to be fairly self-sufficient. You know, most of us can determine um, how warm our homes can be at night, if we can have enough food on the table. Um, You know, we we face um, a certain amount of prosperity and wealth in this context where we are more self-reliant than in other countries. But this really is a sin issue, and every human on the planet deals with that. So it's different in Japan. It's different in the Czech Republic. Those are the other places I've lived where maybe the choices and the wealth aren't the same that they are in the United States, but there definitely is still a sense of, of self-empowerment rather yes. than a reliance and a humility um, and, a, and a reliance on the Lord. That's an issue. Yeah, so tell us the story, because uh, in your article, Jesus is Always Bigger Than Your Faith, you tell the story about you being in, in the restroom with your daughter on a flight from Japan to Taiwan. Sure. Well, I got to tell you, my first draft was much more colorful than the edited down version that, that was well, Give us the color today. version then. It was very, it was a horrific moment. I, the turbulence was awful. We were living in Japan at the time. Of course, you know, we've got young children, so my four-year-old needed to go to the bathroom. I took her back there, as all parents are familiar with on airplanes. 
And unfortunately, while we were in the restroom, just terrible turbulence hit to the point that we were being knocked all over the bathroom. And ultimately, the door, thankfully, we were fully closed, but the door to the bathroom burst open and the turbulence was such that we were really um, gravitationally pulled to the ground. We wow. couldn't get up. We couldn't, we couldn't stand up. And all the flight attendants were buckled in, so nobody could help us. Nobody could get out of their chair to help us. And we just had to lay there and get through it. Um, and, it, and it was a really terrifying moment. It has affected the fear that I face when I fly. You know, when, when turbulence hits, I'm always convinced in my mind it's going to be that bad again. Yes, yes. Of course, it's not, but it, it has affected my fear. Hmm. <laughs> right. So how does this make you think differently about your faith versus your husband's faith versus your kid's faith? Well, yeah, that's interesting. I mean, you know, it was a traumatic experience for me as a mom. Moms see the world differently than their four-year-old kids. So my four-year-old daughter was not as traumatized by that. And then, of course, my husband and other children thought it was a, a great roller coaster ride up in the front of the plane. Oh, my goodness. Um, but in the, in the article, you know, I share that the captain didn't come back and say, now, you know, Jen, we, re- we see that your faith in this airplane is weaker than the faith of your husband and the faith of your kids, so we're going to have to let you off. You know, you don't get to go where we're going because of your weak faith. That, that's not what happened, and that's not what happens in the Christian walk either. Though our faith may be weak, the object of our faith is strong, and He carries us home. It's not us. That's such, it's such a simple lesson it's such a powerful lesson, but it's hard for us to grasp. I mean, like, you know, as we talked about coming in yesterday, it was a horrible day here. Mm-hmm. And I made it worse because I'm not relying on Jesus at all. Mm, right. I mean, as the hymn goes, we are prone to wander. And we know that. We, we constantly are going back to our own self-sufficiency, our own strength, our own power, our own behavior. And Jesus is constantly saying, hey, fix your eyes on me. I am the author and perfecter of your faith. Look at me. Don't look at yourself. Look at me. Um, but it's something that we're, we're going to wrestle with until we go home. We're, we're going to continually come back to our own strength and power. So this blog really just serves as a reminder to myself and to those who God would have read it that we do need to fix our eyes. Our faith is all about the Lord. It's not about us. Okay, so as a mom, you said that this is just a difficult, you, to that moment in the airplane was traumatic for you. Um, as you, as your faith journey moves along, so you are thinking about your own life, but you're also thinking about what it is like to parent your kids. Um, that is a whole unique, that's a whole different world of faith. You are absolutely right. And I, I want to speak the truth to my kids and not go back to myself. You know, I don't, as a parent, it's so easy to say, hey, kid, you know, straighten up, fix this problem. And and those are the things that we say to our kids that bring them into this vicious cycle of self-reliance. Like, I've got to be good enough for God to love me. I've got to earn my salvation. I've got to earn my growth and my faith. And those things aren't true. You know, Ephesians chapter 2 tells us that our salvation is a gift of God, not the result of our good works. Oh, so. Yeah. He chose us, He rescued us, He redeemed us, and He's the one that grows us. And so as a parent, I try to remember that truth for myself and to teach it to my kids so that they might be perhaps spared in some small measure of this tendency to be self-reliant that I know I find myself in over and over. Oh, man, that's good. Thanks, Jen. I I know there was a reason why we invited you on the show today. That's exactly what I needed to hear. If we could just absorb it in our own lives, we'd be the better off. Thanks so much for being with us today. (laughs) 
Thanks so much. I'm preaching to myself here. I need to hear it, too. Oh, good. So Excellent. thank you, guys. <laughs> Very good. Jen Oshman, you can find her online, jenoshman, O-S-H-M-A-N dot com. She's got a great blog full of uh, wisdom, hopefully to affect you as it affected me. Jesus is always bigger than your faith. Stick around. we got lots more ahead. The Ride Home. Graduation is an exciting time in life, but it can also leave you feeling a little uncertain about what's next. If only your high school diploma came with a career game plan. The good news is Express Employment Professionals is here to help. If you're looking for immediate work, sign up for the Express Jobs app and you'll be able to apply for a variety of quality jobs quickly and easily. If you want to continue learning and building skills, you can access 18 free CTC courses through their Express Learn program. Learn more today at ExpressPros.com or call 412-494-2000. In my message today... We'll discover that he's been your guide to God's Word for years, Chuck Swindoll. The lesson couldn't be more obvious. He helps you start your day, end your day, or get your inspiration in the middle of the day. The real goal of maturity is being able to handle things in the lurch from the divine perspective, and you can do it. Now, Insight for Living faces a financial challenge that could impact your ability to hear Chuck. Giving levels have dipped well below their capacity to maintain current ministries, and the need is nothing short of urgent by June 30th. You can give back to the man and the ministry that have encouraged you for years. No gift is too small. Log on to insight.org. That's insight.org. Or call 800-772-8888 and tell them you're listening to Chuck on this station. 800-772-8888. And thank you. Saturday, June 23rd, Epic Leap Entertainment proudly presents Big Daddy Weed. Live at the Belmont Complex in Katanning with special guest, Citizen Way. Tickets on sale now at showclicks.com. Big Daddy Weed, 8 p.m. live. Doors open at 6 p.m. Don't miss Big Daddy Weed, June 23rd. Sponsored by JMD Waterproofing. Right now, there's a girl in India who has dreams bigger than her village. Right now, there's an elder in Guatemala who dreams of a life of greater dignity and less loneliness. You can help change the future of one person in a single moment. Begin the change at unbound.org. Today's world craves leaders. Leaders with vision, moral character, and independent thinking. Leaders aren't born, they're made. And since 1986, Rama Christian School in Moon has laid the foundation that makes leaders. Through academic and extracurricular activities designed to be as instructional as they are competitive, through mission and service opportunities, arts and athletics, an independent school where pre-K through 8th grade students are formed to become the independent leaders of tomorrow. Schedule a tour at RamaChristianSchool.org. Any shower or thunderstorm in the area will be moving away by early evening, clearing skies tonight and cooler overnight, low 57. Tomorrow, sunshine, breezy and pleasantly warm, high 79. Clear and comfortable tomorrow night, low 55 degrees. For Friday, another nice looking day, mostly sunny with highs near 80 degrees. I'm AccuWeather Meteorologist Danielle Niddle on 101.5 Word FM. According to UPI, 
A pair of Canadian music researchers have developed a wearable electronic device for pregnant women that they have dubbed, quote, the world's first prenatal musical instrument. What? Mm-hmm. Ara Pond, that's someone's name, A-U-R-A, who received her PhD in music tech this month from the University of Calgary, and a colleague of hers, Jaunty Wang, who's working on a PhD in music tech at McGill University, unveiled the Womba. I think it's called the Womba. I want to say Womba. It looks like Womba, but I think it's Womba. A device that is strapped across a pregnant woman's stomach to translate her fetus's kicks and other movements into music. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pond said she first conceived of the Womba. <laughs> That's funny. When she was pregnant with her first child. <laughs> I thought it'd be kind of fun to have him make sound, she told CTV News. I'm always interested in different ways you can interact with sound and music. The first version of the instrument was very basic, um, essentially just sensors taped to my belly, which were set up to trigger sounds on a church organ. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah. Yeah. But now, so, but now it's developed. And um, and so now the Woomba is in uh, its uh, second and third revision. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay, that's an interesting article. But the the first thing you said, the first thing you said <laughs> was what? You said according to UPI. UPI. I don't think you know UPI disappeared a long, long time ago. The only news service that's national right now is AP, I believe. Well, Associated this, Press. This says UPI. UPI. Look at. Do you know what UPI point. is? Um, UPI stands for United Press it's International. International, right? But I believe that UPI went out of business many, many years well, look ago. At, I don't know. Look at the top of my page here. So I'm looking. So I googled yeah. in UPI. Mm-hmm. It looks like a news site. See how about that? I don't know about this. This yeah. is. This but be, are you doubting the Woomba? This might be fake news. You think you think the Wimba's fake news? Stanley Fish is going to be upset. He's going to think that we're not transparent. Oh, he's our he's our guest coming UPI. up in just a minute. It does say UPI is an international news agency whose news uh-huh. wires, photos, news films, and audio provided news material. Wait, now maybe this is old. This is uh huh for most of the twentieth century. Mm-hmm. Uh, they went out of business in nineteen ninety nine. I don't know if it. I think maybe it's a different UPI, whatever that might be. Well, all I want you to know is that you seem to be focused on the source and not on the Woomba. The Woomba? Would you use the Woomba? <laughs> you want a church organ? Like, I don't, church organ music? That, that my prenatal kid? child is playing? I don't think so. I mean, I think I like, like a church organ. I think I like the name a lot. The Woomba. Yeah. You ever think, would you ever go like, you know, whenever you see, what's it called? Oh, The Shark Tank. I've never seen that show. Oh, that's an interesting show. Mm-hmm. What I like about The Shark Tank, do you know the premise? I do know the premise. So what I like about that show is there are these inventor entrepreneurs who think this is the next big idea. More often than not, they're not. They're just, you know, kind of meh. Like the Woomba. You don't think the Woomba's going to catch if on? If the Woomba was on The Shark Tank, I don't think it would receive funding. I really don't. Well, first off, I'm not asking you for money. Well, so pipe down. The second, <laughs> I'm just offering an opinion. The second thing is, I kind of like I like anything where a person acknowledges that they're actually having a human. Yeah, okay. I, I that, get that. That, that like their their prenatal child is actually a child and not just a collection of cells. That's but, the first thing. Yeah. And any news story that has to do with the fact that we acknowledge that, I think, is valuable. Second of all, I do think it's weird to hook up the kicks of your prenatal child to a church organ. I do. I, I, thank you. That's a lot of kicking going on right there. That's the Rockettes. I don't know. If I, 
I don't think that's what a womb. I don't think that's what a womb would sound like. Now, here's the deal: is the child what is, is the child entertaining in himself, herself, maybe, in womb? Maybe we don't well, really know. Well, it, the child is just kicking. We got ninety years of entertainment ahead. We must do this in the womb. Now, all of a sudden, we're somehow going to implant an iPhone in the child's hand in the womb. No, it's not. A, no, 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 it's not. It's that not way. that the child's being entertained. Is that the child is entertaining? Child is the actor. Oh, he's great. not. He's not the you know audience member. So now we're creating in womb Bob Hopes. <laughs> All right, here's Milton Berle in womb. Maybe. Wouldn't that be a? Wouldn't that be a wild baby? Your Woomba. child looks like Milton Berle. University of Calgary and McGill University. Woomba. I never heard of it. Okay, but I'm still kind of hung up. Of course, you never on heard of it. That's why it's a good story because UPI. I'm telling you about it. It's not that you're supposed to have heard of it. You're supposed to say, "Wow, Kathy, that's an interesting story." Instead, all you're you know fastened on is whether UPI is alive or not. <laughs> exactly. Stanley Fish is going to join us in a few minutes. We're going to talk about transparency and fake news. Stick around for that, please. WORD. Hi, this is Dr. Tony Evans, and I am thrilled to be part of the 101.5 Word FM family. I want to get three incredible resources into your hands. We're giving away our three most requested messages of 2018 on MP3 download. It's yours for the asking. Just go to wordfm.com. Keyword, Tony. And don't forget, you can listen to me on The Alternative weekdays at 3.30 p.m. right here on 101.5 Word FM. Are you drowning in IRS tax debt? I owe the IRS $37,000. Get ready for a toll-free hotline. Take advantage of new IRS tax forgiveness programs that may protect you from IRS collection agencies. They have the power to garnish your wages, put liens on your property, and levy your bank account. Civic Tax Relief can help protect you from the IRS. Civic Tax Relief basically represented me against the IRS, and by the time everything was completed, I didn't owe the IRS anything. Find out about the Fresh Start program that is now available through Civic Tax Relief. Civic Tax Relief's special tax hotline can help you discover all the relief programs available for free. I would recommend anyone who has a tax problem to contact Civic Tax Relief. Just call 800-210-6779. 800-210-6779. Don't wait. Call now. 800-210-6779. 800-210-6779. When wet weather is on the way, keep it dry inside with J&D Waterproofing. Water seepage and a sinking foundation can cause major structural damage if left untreated. Joe Belanti and the team at J&D Waterproofing have the experience to correct your water problem with over 72 years in the industry. Call the Tri-State's premier waterproofing company now at 1-800-VERY-DRY for a free estimate and big savings on all waterproofing services for a limited time. J&D Waterproofing, 1-800-VERY-DRY. You don't know when your AC unit will call it quits, but you can rest assured it'll be at the most inconvenient time possible. And who has all day to wait around for a tech to arrive? With Ventec, there is no waiting around, including evenings and weekends. Ventec will repair and replace forced air, central AC, and even offers split mini-duct units to heat and cool individual rooms. With flat rate pricing instead of hourly fees. Clean, courteous, convenient, and A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau. Ventec, 412 Hey, honey. Hi. Sitting in the garage again, huh? Yeah. All alone? Yeah. On our son's bicycle? Yeah. Yeah. 
It's hard to be without your bike. So do something easy and protect it with Progressive Motorcycle Insurance. And when you ride with us for four straight years without an accident, we won't count your first one against you, no matter how much it costs. Visit Progressive.com to quote today. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Accident forgiveness not available in all states. When you're a kid, Idlewild is a place full of adventures. There are rides that are just your size, treats to tickle your taste buds, and special friends like Daniel Tiger to touch your heart. When you're a grown-up, Idlewild is every bit as magical, every bit as memorable, every bit as fun. Idlewild and Soap Zone, because you love to see them smile. Right now, buy a season pass, just $59.99 online at Idlewild.com. hear a lot about uh, hashtag fake news of the president, and I believe rightly so, has um, called it out, because we live in this weird age now. We were just talking about United Press International. Mm-hmm. There was a day growing up when the AP and the UPI uh, had hard news coming down on, a, on, on the cable, and it was printed in the do- daily newspaper without fear or reservation. Mm-hmm. Now, news sources are willy-nilly, where there's some kid in his parents' basement with a blog, and somehow that becomes international news. So you have people who are competing with giant news organizations, whether it's the New York Times, which, from my perspective, oftentimes feels as though it itself is manufacturing fake news, fake news, but that's a whole other story beside the point. But I think my point is you don't know the sources where you're reading from, the news, which is it? Is it accurate? Is it true? Is it real news? Or is it just some made-up malarkey that somebody invented and has spun until it's been spun and respun and it becomes the truth? Stanley Fish is with us. Stanley's been a guest with us many years in the past. He's a professor of law at Florida International University, a visiting professor at the Benjamin R. Cardozo School of Law, the author of many books, currently at work on a book about free speech in America. Stanley, welcome back, sir. How are you? I'm fine. And how are you? Real good. Stanley, it's been so long. Tell us how you are. Well, I am. I'm well. Uh, That is, I'm still doing the same kind of thing as I've always done and trying to pretend that I'm not getting older. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you sound as you have ever been. Yes, you do. We're grateful that you're on the show today. Vital and strong. Well, thank you very much. Thank you very much. So, Stanley, you wrote a piece. You know, we found you, I think, years ago when you used to write a regular column for the New York Times. And I'll just say, probably for better or worse, because you suffered the slings and arrows of many critics during your tenure at the New York Times. Which I thought absolutely very interesting. So transparency is the mother of fake news. An opinion piece that was published um, early in May in the New York Times. Talk about this. Is my assessment right about this? About the idea of fake news that there's a kid in his parents' bedroom or his ki- a kid in his parents' basement, which has the equal footing today as the Associated Press or the New York Times, that it's become one and the same. Yes, you are. But you have to back up a bit to understand that uh, when we talk about news or truth uh, or fact, we can't assume, as many uh, who participate in these arguments do, uh, that truth and fact are available to us. If only our vision, our eyes, that is, uh, are are not uh, clouded uh, by... emotional appeals or other kinds of illegitimate pieces of propaganda. Mm -hmm. So the idea is that if, as some say, 
we live in a post-truth world. Uh, there was a time not so long ago when we didn't live in a post-truth world. What I would say is that we've always lived in a post-truth world in the sense that truth and fact have never been directly uh, available to us, but have always come to us uh, through representations of a variety of kinds. What has changed uh, in recent years is that those representations which were for a long time the repository of a general trust have now become systematically distrusted. Mm -hmm. So that the idea of experts and expertise rather than be been rather than being reassuring is an idea that many view with suspicion mm -hmm. and they long for a direct encounter uh, uh, with uh, fact and truth that will uh, only be ours, I would say, when we no longer see through a glass darkly. Mm -hmm. So, Stanley, talk about how we arrived at this place where we have begun to distrust our experts. Well, I think we've arrived through a variety of routes, but the one that I've been uh, thinking about recently uh, has to do with this rage for transparency. Uh, and again, that's tied to a distrust of expert authorities, so-called, whether you find them in major newspapers, major networks, uh, books published by major university presses, professional associations. Uh, if by transparency you mean, as many people uh, do, no filters or gatekeepers standing between you uh, and the truth uh, and the facts, what you're then trying to engineer uh, is this kind of direct confrontation in which everything will be clearer and uh, you will be able to proceed to a, a reliable uh, confirmation uh, of what is true. But if, in fact, if you remove trust from the traditional disciplines, organizations, and social structures uh, that we have always relied on, what you're going to have is not data which is free and clear, but data which, because it's unattached to any structure of verification or confirmation, uh, is just lying around waiting to be gathered mm -hmm. by some manipulative person, yes. as if it were pieces of Lego, into a story or narrative or self-interested pitch. Uh, and there's nothing to stop that now, uh, because so many of the traditional uh, venues of confirmation and correction um, have been uh, have, have been attacked successfully, it would seem, right. Uh, right, but, by a, a form of populism, I guess. Yes. Right. But let me ask you this. Do you feel like I agree with you that the attack has been made on our so-called experts or our so-called mainstream media? But I wonder if those people weren't asking for it. I think that in some ways they misused the power that they had. Who was asking for it? Like the, those in mainstream media, those those who were who were the experts, those who were giving out the news and interpreting the news for us. Well, but look at look at the. Well, uh, sorry, you go ahead, Stanley. Well, before the last few days, I probably would have disagreed with you, uh, as someone who worked for the New York Times and has written uh, for uh, uh, other uh, major venues. Uh, I myself had a residual trust um, in uh, their 
their effort, at least, their sincere efforts uh, to to bring us uh, the news in as clear and unbiased fashion as possible. But I've watched with dismay the last couple of days the response on some uh, networks and uh, and cable uh, uh, programs uh, to the summit in North Korea. Uh, I've seen ex- no uh, I've seen no inclination at all on the part of of, of Sun networks uh, to give the president any credit whatsoever. I agree uh, for what is uh, a remarkable achievement to date even though, as he himself acknowledges, we don't yet know what the fruits of the summit will be. But the fact of the summit is undeniable, and the fact that, at least for a while, um, threats and counter-threats have given way to conversation is also uh, undeniable. And I've been really unhappy um, with the news outlets that I uh, used to think uh, we're still on the uh, straight and narrow path. I'm into that, Stanley. I'll buy that 100%. Now, I'm sure, like you, um, I've been a regular reader of the New York Times for more than four decades. And so, you know, for me, the paper of record in this country was the New York Times. Now, I've seen a, a, a dissolution, an erosion of the truth to the point right now where I believe the New York Times, more often than not, paints a completely different narrative picture of the truth than what the truth actually is because of their own political machinations and their own investment in bringing the president down. Now, you know, I don't even want to go there about, you know, when you say you, you say that not as someone who's trumpeted, you know, who's been on the Trump bandwagon the whole time either. I just see I just see that my truth, which I believe, you know, through my daily readings, like anyone who's interested in, you know, the larger picture, you go to multiple sources. But at least for me, the New York Times was always kind of like that third rail that I believe that they were always in line, at least more often than not, than what the than what mainstream traditional media is. Now it's anything but the New York Times. To me, in many ways, is sort of like the National Enquirer, where I have to question the sources and the reason why they're even posting these these articles. Well, in the National Enquirer, you don't have to question it. You know that it's <laughs> owned by uh, a Mister Pecker, a wonderful name, uh, who is in fact uh, a confidant uh, and supporter of Trump. So I'll, I'll, I'll move from having criticized mainstream venues a moment ago sure. uh, to saying at least of the New York Times that when you read the Times, you're going to read stories that are often quite lengthy. Um, and even if there is some editorializing presentation uh, of the narrative, uh, that narrative will often come accompanied with long quotations uh, from sources uh, or from the relevant uh, documents. So I I believe that you can still make your way with uh, the New York Times uh, uh, and or uh, NBC or CBS News, for example, um, and and still have at least a limited confidence uh, that you're getting um, a considerable part uh, of of the picture. So I wouldn't I wouldn't give up uh, uh, so uh, so quickly. I do wonder about the Washington Post. Uh, to some extent, uh, because as you know, uh, Mr. Bezos is now the wealthiest person in the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, it's quite obvious that in an age where 
investigative journalism is said to be on the decline because no one can afford it. Right. He can afford it. And he's employing an army of investigate, investigative journalists that I believe uh, uh, are, are set, or uh, yes, uh, to take uh, the president down. Although at times the president seems to be helping them to do just that. Sure. Yeah. Well, look, you look at the uh, the DNA of the Washington Post, Woodward and Bernstein and all the president's men. Right. I mean, that's part of the grand tradition of American investigative reporting. And of course, that's gone by the wayside. There are few publications that can even afford anybody yeah, like that. It's also, though, a curious time in history. And Stanley, tell me what you think about this is that we have so much access to so much information. You mentioned earlier in our conversation that there are these little bits of data that are just laying right. around and they're just waiting for some like crazy kid in his you know aunt's basement basement to to, to pick it up and manipulate it in some way it's it's odd isn't it so talk to me about that from your perspective you've been in the newspaper business for you know decades how do you feel about this this weird new age well i feel that uh the belief that a lot of people have that the more information the better is not quite correct because if you have more and more information but only therefore the proliferation of perspectives and no guidance whatsoever as how to judge between the reliable and the unreliable ones, the uh, the increase in the amount of information, rather than bringing clarity, uh, brings uh, confusion. You throw up your hands and say, uh, well, I'll, I, I, I'll just as well rely on the guy I was having a cup of coffee with uh, this morning, yeah. uh, because uh, because I just don't know how to navigate um, all of all, all of these actual tsunamis of information. information right, right. It is. Right, it's right. like drinking out of a fire. Right. Okay. So, how do you determine, Stanley? What's do, do you have? Just is it people in the newspaper business that you trust? Those are the sources you go to, or have you just just you know uh, coalesced a certain number of ones that you trust because you read them every day? Well, you know, it's interesting. What I've noticed recently is that uh, MSNBC, which is a decidedly liberal network, very much, um, and uh, but now has a roster of conservative commentators mm-hmm. like uh, uh, Port Harris, Nor- uh, Norman's son, John Port Harris, um, and uh, Crystal uh, William Crystal. Yeah, Bo Crystal, right? Uh, uh, and also Charles Sykes um, and another conservative columnist whose name escapes me uh, at the moment, very prominent conservative columnist who even has uh, his own program on, N- uh, MSNB- on uh, MSNBC uh, at times. So they're doing what they weren't doing mm-hmm. a few years ago when mm-hmm. the lineup was entirely uh, made up uh, of, of um, right. yeah, left-leaning people, Keith Oberman and and other flamethrowers. Right. Um, so th- th- there's a there's a little there's a little bit. Uh, uh, so I, I, I'm I'm kind of uh, encouraged by that. But what I do is what what you do. I read and and view uh, as much of it, as much as I can, and also try uh, to. Uh, call up whatever um, history I can um, uh, I can remember um, and recall other moments like this um, when to go back to Trump's uh, s- 
summit meeting uh, with the North Korean leader, you know, when Nixon went to China uh, and uh, uh, and did something uh, unexpected, uh, which which uh, uh, in the end, I think, had positive effects. Mm -hmm. Uh, And uh, I I hope, as I know you do, that that's exactly what will happen this time. Me too. Without a doubt. Well, Stanley, thanks an awful lot. Stanley, we've missed you. Yeah, we have missed you. Well, I'm here right at this at this phone number. Uh, and I, I'll tell you, uh, I've been working on uh, chapters. This I've been working on chapters on hate speech and campus protests. So maybe we can talk about that sometime. Very good. We'll be happy to come back again. Thanks a lot for being with us. Stanley Fish, he is the author of many books, many excellent books. And uh, we hope to have him here with us again. And uh, we'll take a break right now and come back. Hope that you stay with us as we delve further into this world. Nation's largest Christian music festival, Creation Northeast, celebrating its 40th anniversary, returns to Agape Farm in Mount Union, Pennsylvania, June 27th through the 30th, featuring Toby Mack, For King and Country, Jeremy Camp, Bethel Music, Mandisa, Hillsong Young and Free, Jordan Feliz, a special reunion of classic Petra and more. Plus speakers Tony Nolan, Reed Saunders, Keith Adamson, Abdu Murray, Vince Vitale, and more. Four jam-packed days of music, as well as inspiring worship and teaching on our new worship stage, where the Word of God is shared in spirit and in truth. Plus children's entertainment, candle lighting service, camping under the stars, and more. Join thousands of believers at Creation Northeast, with over 75 bands and speakers, June 27th through the 30th. Tickets and more available online at creationfest.com. Don't miss out on Creation Northeast. It will be the highlight of your summer. Maybe your life. More info at creationfest.com. Brianna was diagnosed with visual and auditory processing disorder and dyslexia. When she wouldn't have the success she was looking for, you could just see her kind of going into her shell, trying to take what was in her mind and get it to paper. Just that connection just wasn't there. The assessment showed me that there was actually more of a struggle there than even we were aware of. Brain Balance gave Brianna the tools to succeed. She's in class, she's actually raising her hand and she's interacting and not afraid to, okay, if I make a mistake, that's okay, but I'm gonna keep trying. She's like, I know I struggled, but they were right there to tell me, keep going, keep trying. Her academics have increased beyond any of our expectations. Her teachers are amazed. They're just amazed. This is a great program. It's helped my child beyond measure. Help your child achieve success all summer long. Call Brain Balance today and get a jump start on your child's next school year. Make a real difference in the life of your child and your family. Call today, 724-390-9012. At Extreme Car and Truck in Bridgeville, find extreme accessories for all your dirty jobs, like hauling landscape supplies. Protect your vehicle with spray-on bed liners, tonneau covers, weather tech floor liners, and more. Say goodbye to dirt and grime inside and out with extreme detailing. Plus, lift kits, electronics, and remote starters. Always a favorite. Extreme car and truck in Bridgeville. For the extreme in all of us. At extremetruck.net. If you're not in the club, you're missing out. Word FM Discount Shopping Club members get up to half off great deals every day, right from your computer or smartphone. Like today, score two full registration tickets to Creation Northeast June 27th through 30th at Agape Farm Mountain Union, PA for half off. That's four full days of camping and concerts, including Toby Mac, Jordan Feliz, Jeremy Camp, Mendiza, and more for just $101.50. 
Log on now to wordfm.com, keyword shopping. You know when you're at a wedding or party of some sort Mm -hmm. on the dance floor? Oh, yeah. Some crazy person ends up in the center. (laughs) Okay. I want you to know that person has never been me. Never. Not a single time. Oh, oh, Mike's saying it's him. Oh, I think it, Mike. Oh, that's all me. What? (laughs) That's all you. Uh, Oh, yeah. I love it. Oh, Oh, my gosh. So much fun. Oh, I want to renew. Weddings are fun. I want to renew my marriage vows just so I can see that. Now, wait. Now, you've also worked as a wedding DJ. (laughs) Yes, for many years. Uh Mm Uh-huh. Have you done both things at the same time? Oh, yeah, definitely. Dancing and DJing Uh at the same time. Oh, yeah. You got to pump up the crowd somehow. You're choosing your own beats, and then you get out there. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I'd pay to see that. I love it. Okay. I would pay to see that. I I would. I'm anxious to hear whether this story will sound like something that you might be afraid would happen to you. Mm, okay. 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 This is uh, Chase Bishop 29. So a young man close to you in age, uh, Mike. Okay. But the difference between you and him is that you work here on the ride home at Word FM. Uh, he's an FBI agent. Oh, oh. <laughs> okay. Okay. It's a different career path. All right. So he's been charged with one count of second degree assault. Oh, I heard this story. In connection with a nightclub shooting. Okay. This is according to a news release from the Denver District Attorney's Office. And you're thinking, okay, what, how, what does this have to do with his dancing? Well, I'll tell you. Turns out that Chase Bishop, age 29, was partying at a place called Mile High Spirits, Mm -hmm. which is a distillery and dance club. Uh huh. I don't know if those are two things you want to combine, but whatever, in the ballpark neighborhood of Denver while he was off duty. Mm-hmm. In the video that was released, this, is, this was all on tape, he danced into the center of a circle of people and then performed a backflip. Mike, have you ever done that? No, I can't do backflips. Okay. I can do the worm, but okay. I can't do backflips. <laughs> well, it's close enough. Okay. Let me just say parenthetically, I would love to see that. Me too. Again, I'd Anyway, to okay, it. back to the story. He danced into the center of the circle of people and then performed a backflip. Mm. But during the flip, his gun oh, no. that he was carrying fell from his holster. Oh, no. And when he picked it up, the gun fired. Great. <laughs> Great. This is an FBI agent. Yeah. So then oh, he placed the gun in his waistband and walked off the dance floor with both hands in the air. <laughs> Oh, okay. Like he's a hero. Right. Like he's some sort of hero and yeah, like yeah, yeah. I didn't do anything anyway. Uh, so the district attorney says, quote, we're filing this charge against Chase Bishop now rather than waiting until the uh, report is received on how high his blood alcohol level Mm-mm. was. Wait. So did he hurt anyone? Was someone struck by the gun, by the bullet? Well, it it doesn't say I, I I don't think anyone was hurt, but I don't know why it would be second degree assault. I'm reading from the Denver Post. It does not it does not give that information. Well, just by the nature of assault, you would think it has to do with a person, right? Yes, so it yes. must have maybe the bullet hit somebody, or at least it was it ricocheted off the floor and hit somebody. Right. So then what they. Was he arrested because did they draw blood to take his blood alcohol level? Well, they did, but it's going to take a week for it to come back. Well, I wonder why and they did. And so they said they're filing the charge now rather than waiting um, because the the blood alcohol report could take a whole other week. Somebody so if hurt. additional charge needs to be filed, um, then we can file charges at that point. So they're going to charge him with, what did I say, second degree assault, mm-hmm. and more charges could be filed based on the results of blood alcohol I see tests. two sources that he did hit somebody. Okay. Uh-huh. So there's a good lesson. If you're an FBI agent, yeah, you, <laughs> do you, think there's a good lesson? you don't want to be taking your gun out to, yeah. uh, to nightclubs, mm-hmm. right? Mike, is this a lesson to you? <laughs> it's a good 
it's like a common sense lesson. Yeah, it is. Oh, but I still, oh I would like to hear gosh. some stories about Mike and his wedding DJ. I would like news. I would like yeah. m- more stories about him doing the worm. No, but is your wedding DJ you service? Stories. Is your wedding DJ service available right now? Uh, I don't really do it for friends. No, just for friends. But, it's closed. But if well, you guys get remarried or renew yeah, your vows, that's great. That's great. Yeah, you know? we get remarried. Great. I'll give you a discount. Oh, oh good. We'll I, don't know, that. I don't know if you knew, but John and I aren't married. No. <laughs> Are you just learning this not, today? Not to oh, each really? other. To others. <laughs> yeah. And we're not getting divorced. <laughs> yeah. To others. Right. Sharing the word that changes the world. 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh, a service of Salem Media Group. With SRN News, I'm Keith Peters in Washington. The Federal Reserve has hiked a key interest rate. The quarter point rise in the federal funds rate from one and three quarters to two percent was widely anticipated. The Federal Reserve Board vote on the increase was unanimous. An accompanying statement hints at a slightly faster pace for future rate increases. The board removed previous language, saying the rate is likely to remain lower than long-term levels for some time. The federal funds rate, the rate banks charge each other, influences the flow and supply of money in the economy. I'm Warren Levinson. A judge's decision okaying the AT&T Time Warner merger yesterday had many predicting this would set off more mega mergers, and it's proven to be so today. Comcast has made a $35 share cash bid for Fox's entertainment business, setting up a bidding war with Disney. On Wall Street, the debt on by 120 points. This is SRN News. Turkey and stuffing, real mashed potatoes, sliced top round, Aunt Emma's broccoli casserole, chicken and gravy over buttermilk biscuits. Am I making you hungry yet? Hi, it's me, Marsha, from the Springhouse. You have a special event coming up in your life, a shower, a wedding, graduation party, company party, anniversary event, or any occasion where you'd love to serve all-natural, farm-fresh foods, then it's time to give the Springhouse Catering Department a call at 724-228-3339. From your first conversation with Dawn, who will help you create a menu that's unique to you, to the beautiful, bounteous setup and display that my sister Jill and her crew create, you will will be delighted. After every catering event, Jill tells our cooks, I wish I could take you with me so you could hear all the wonderful comments guests give us. Give us a call at 724-228-3339 or check out our extensive menu at springhousemarket.com for farm fresh catering from the Springhouse. This is Mike Howard for Word FM, here to tell you about an awesome opportunity to attend Teal College in nearby Greenville, Pennsylvania for an extremely discounted investment without discounting the educational experience. More on that in a moment. Teal College was founded in 1866 as a co-educational institution in western Pennsylvania. Teal is an independent liberal arts college rooted in the Lutheran tradition, offering distinctive programs in the arts and humanities, social and natural sciences, and professional studies, together with engaging co-curricular and athletic opportunities. Teal College provides an accessible and inclusive learning environment that emphasizes service to society. Teal's residential campus offers a safe and supportive setting in which to grow and learn. Word FM is pleased to offer a tuition voucher to a brand new student at Teal College at half price. Yes, half price. That is almost $15,000 in savings. Call me today, Mike Howard, to find out more. 412-937-1500. That's 412-937-1500. When wet weather is on the way, keep it dry inside with J&D Waterproofing. Water seepage and a sinking foundation can cause major structural damage if left untreated. Joe Belanti and the team at J&D Waterproofing have the experience to correct your water problem with over 72 years in the industry. 
Call the Tri-State's premier waterproofing company now at 1-800-VERY-DRY for a free estimate and big savings on all waterproofing services for a limited time. J&D Waterproofing, 1-800-VERY-DRY. The Express Employment Professionals Team sends a big congratulations to all parents of 2018 graduates. Whether your graduate has a clear vision for the future or is feeling a little uncertain about what's next, the Express Pros are here to help. Their Express Jobs app helps to make applying for jobs easier for those who want to get right to work. And for those who want to continue learning and building skills, their Express Learn program offers 18 CTC courses at no charge. Learn more at ExpressPros.com or call 412-494-2000. Any shower or thunderstorm in the area will be moving away by early evening, clearing skies tonight and Cooler overnight, low 57. Tomorrow, sunshine, breezy and pleasantly warm, high 79. Clear and comfortable tomorrow night, low 55 degrees. For Friday, another nice-looking day, mostly sunny with highs near 80 degrees. I'm AccuWeather meteorologist Danielle Niddle on 101.5 Word FM. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy for Wednesday, June 13th. Coming up this hour, a chance to win some Pittsburgh Pirates tickets to the June 9th game with the Washington Nationals. And in the country of Poland, a narrow window has opened up to do justice for those robbed by the Nazis. John and Kathy will talk about that later this hour. Thanks for joining us today on The Ride Home with John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Yeah, we're giving away uh, park tickets. A family five-pack, as a matter of fact. All in anticipation of Faith Night coming up uh, July 27th. Is Friday that night. Friday night, yeah. We're going to be there. Giving away t-shirts again, I think. Yeah, we're going to be saying hi and shaking hands. Hey, and hi. All those sorts of things. Good. Um, did you know, of course you didn't know this because no one would ever know this because this is so obscure, but it's National Kitchen Klutzes of America Day. No, wait a second. I know. What does listen, that mean? All right, listen, I just, I'm, not, National- I don't, I'm not saying we need to celebrate it because it is like super obscure. But so these this is we're celebrating people who aren't like the celebrity chef. They're not the people who know exactly what they're doing in the kitchen. Yeah. Okay. All right. That could be me. All right. So to that end. Me too. I have found an article that I think is moderately interesting that I want to share with the two of you. Very nice. And I'd like to know how many of these mistakes you've made, because these are according to um, the website. um, mm -hmm. Kitchenclutch.com. No, it's not what it is. It's a better kitchen. Now I can't find the site. That doesn't matter. I'll tell you. It does matter. Ah, I'll tell you in a minute. Anyway. You can post it later. (laughs) It's called The Nine Most Common Cooking Mistakes in the Articles by Jesse Olson Moore. Okay. Thanks, Jesse. All righty. Fire away. First, I want to know, both of you, how you assess your capability in the kitchen. Um, John, I'll start with you. Oh, I'm strong. I mean, did you expect anything less? No, I didn't. I didn't. Mike. Me? No, I'm not that strong. Yeah. Okay. Look, here's the deal. I was a single man who lived alone for many, many years. Now, you either suck it up or you eat frozen meals. Mm -hmm. So I had enough acumen Mm -hmm. to know my way around the kitchen. Plus, I worked in food service for a long time. Right. I worked in professional kitchens. So you pick up some stuff. Mm -hmm. But I feel like I, I was able to feed myself not starve and not kill myself in the kitchen. Right. That's so, good. How long have you been married? 22 years. How much cooking have you done in that amount of time? Uh, okay. I would say maybe maybe 25%. Okay. 
Not bad. I mean, mm-hmm. not bad. I'm not a slacker. I'm not saying you're a slacker. I'm just saying that maybe your your you know confidence is slightly misplaced or overstated. When my wife or overfelt. When my wife is not home or she doesn't feel like it, I can step up and make us a decent meal. Okay. Which I think is you know more than enough. <laughs> would you like? To, would you like just to saying. hear the nine most common cooking mistakes? Please do. Would you like to hear yeah. this? Is this is in there a honor, problem? In honor of uh, National Kitchen Kletzes of America. Are there knives involved in this? I don't. Well, don't rush me. All right. Take your time. Number one, you don't read the recipe before you cook. Oh, please. Oh, yeah. You, I'm on that recipe, like, going to commit it to memory. Right. Okay, good. That's good. But do you read the whole thing, or do you just, like, start at the beginning and go, like, sentence no, by no, sentence? No, I've learned that if you See, do go step thing. by step, right. then you got to go, oh, wait, wait I a minute. Had well, that, I didn't know that. I should have had that pre-prepared right. somewhere down the line. Right. Or that, you know, yeah. So, yeah, you read, it's like, yeah. Make sure you have the whole overview of what you're walking exactly, into. Exactly, exactly. Mike, you good with that? Absolutely. I don't do that at all. I see a stick of butter, like one fourth of a stick of butter. You pull it I just, out. I just, you know, just gonna throw butter in there. I don't care how. Oh, really? So you're not reading is. to the end. Not, Absolutely not. <laughs> I don't get detailed. Things at all. do not end yeah. well there, Mike. I don't. I'm telling I, don't you. I don't think you're. I, I'm not coming over. No. <laughs> Number two. Yeah. You don't use a meat thermometer. Oh. Oh, no, I know. I never need. What? No, you don't I never <laughs> use that. I am definitely I'm, not coming over to your house. I just Listen, look at. I just like cut no, the middle of the no, meat no, open, no. see if it's still pink inside. No, because you're letting nope. the juices out. No, Mike. you need to use an meat thermometer. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. that's key. You, Mike, you do need to use it a really meat thermometer. Is. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It takes like thirty seconds for me to make I'm that. Still work. living. Okay. Barely. Number three, <laughs> you don't let meat rest before you serve it. Mm. It all depends how hungry I am. Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to rest. Why should the meat rest? I'm ready. Let's go. The difference between letting your meat rest is like night and day. Really? Oh, yeah. You have to do it. You have to let your your, your meat sit five minutes before you cut it. Or all Why? The, because all the juices fall out otherwise. If it's, a, I read an explanation of what is actually going on at the cellular cellular level of the mm-hmm. meat one time. Mm-hmm. I don't really remember all that. Yeah. All I know is seriously, that's the problem with cutting it to see if it's done. Is right. If you cut it at that point, then you're letting all the good stuff out. Okay, all right. You guys, mm-hmm. you got to let your meat rest. Okay, thank you. All right. Number four, okay, you don't ahead. you don't measure properly. That that's me. That's all me, <laughs> Mike. <laughs> just measure properly. Don't like do a heaping teaspoon when it calls well, for so an when, even teaspoon. So you're not measuring at all. Absolutely not. Oh jeez. Our measuring cups are so old you can't even see the numbers on them. That's my issue. <laughs> hmm. I have to go get new measuring cups. Clearly, yeah. Right. You know, maybe you should just take a cooking class. Wow. Number five, you're not aware of your oven's actual temperature. What? What does that mean? Well, if your oven says it's a 350, but the things you keep cooking at 350 aren't done in the amount of time they're supposed to be done, then there's something wrong with your oven. Oh. So you, are they saying that ovens can fall out of right. range? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Really? I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. So, so so if you keep like a thermometer in your oven, oh, it'll tell so you the actual really, temperature. Really? Okay, you can right. see how close you're... Well, I'm just trusting my oven. That, you know, that's what I bought it for. I don't... <laughs> just to tell me the truth. <laughs> Is it hot or not? Listen, I mean, there's fake news everywhere. Yeah, exactly. You got to really be careful. That's not 350. That's 310. Mike, oh. do you have an extra uh, thermometer in your oven? <laughs> yeah, like absolutely right. not. He's not even bothered. I, I'm, to... I'm striking out here. <laughs> Number six, mm-hmm. you overcrowd the pan. Mm-hmm. Um, How do you feel about that? No, I don't overcrowd the pan. Oh, <laughs> Mike. If anything, I undercrowd it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, you know, I'm cooking. I'm generally cooking for four people. I mean, mm-hmm. right? You know, I'm not filling up for nine people like we used to. Okay. Just four. All right. That's good because you're not supposed to overcrowd the pan yeah, because, yeah. It, you know, the heat needs to be able to get around on all sides. Sure. 
Okay. Good guy. I knew that. Yeah. What do you think? I'm a dummy? Number seven. Yeah. <laughs> you use inferior ingredients. Oh, my goodness gracious. Mm-hmm. Inferior ingredients. What does that mean? Right. Like well, bad cornmeal? Well, it just means that, you know, if... If your recipe calls for frozen corn, so to speak, that you're supposed to add in, if you get like, you know, food club canned corn and toss it in there, it's probably not going to taste as good. I I get that. Or if your, you know, kale is six days old as opposed to, you know, a day old, that's probably not going to work out I mean, sometimes you just got to work with what you have, right? Right. That's true. That's true. No problem with that. But then you probably want to keep up on what your ingredients are in your kitchen. I mean, nobody goes out of their way to make bad food. Mike, are you going out of your way to make bad food? Well, I don't try to, but... More well, often, more often than not, from what I've heard, it, yeah, it ends up pretty bad. I got to be honest; I'm concerned about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Number eight. God bless you, though. You don't properly store your ingredients. Hmm. Mm-hmm. No, I store them well. <laughs> I don't know, John. It's perhaps a misplaced confidence. Does saran wrap count? <laughs> yes, it does. One hundred percent. It does. It does. As long as you cover it well, it does. But like, say you've cut your vegetables. Yeah. Say that, and and you haven't stored them, and so you just yeah. put them in the refrigerator. You know, when without uncovered, oh, and then they're well, going to get dry and disgusting. What's the point of that? You're well, just wasting food. It's, it's number eight. That's what I'm saying. Okay. All right. Nine. Yeah. You're stingy with salt. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I'm not. Mm-hmm. Why? I love salt. Except on your broccoli, which is the one place you should have it. No, I don't I can do that. I, you know what? I, as a matter of fact, I put some uh, salt on my broccoli, I don't know, after we had that conversation. Yeah, and you, and you thought, this is pretty darn good. Actually, I did, but my kids were like, this is disgusting. Why is there salt on here? So it was a one and done. I douse everything, pretty much everything, with salt and lemon juice. Okay, that's good. Those are two good things. And lemon juice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love lemon juice. Mm-hmm. Like lemon juice on what? Anything. Popcorn? Uh, po- oh, well, That'd be good. That'd no, be interesting. Be I never horrible. tried that. But. I never tried it, but I think I want to. Fish, pizza. Okay, here. Really? But here's yeah. the here's the crux of number nine, though. What what they're getting at is you're supposed to be salting your food as it cooks, not just at the end. At oh, the interesting. Table. Yes, you're supposed to be doing that. that. Well, some people just salt indiscriminately. Yeah. They don't even taste it. Right. Well, well, the idea is that if you salt as it goes along, the flavor is developing and it's all being absorbed. Mm-hmm. So it's better than you know dousing it at the end because you end up using more salt. I see. Than if you salt while it's going on. Do you feel good about that? I feel fine about it. Okay, Mike. I feel great about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, Last thing. Yeah, go ahead. You serve something without tasting it. Um, Well, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, it's done. (laughs) The process is over. There's nothing we can do at this point. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) I mean, what am I going to do? I go put it back in the pan and start over? I don't know. No. You have to taste it. I don't taste it. What am I going to do? It's over. I put it on a plate. (laughs) We're going to chow it down. I mean, I'm not going no, back. No, but I think what they're saying is before you put it on the plate, like before you take it out of the pan, you're going to taste it to see if you have enough salt or too much, you know, too much prepper. Maybe you need to do that. It's too late. It's ready to go. It's like, you know. I don't know, Mike. It's leaving the kitchen. Not me. I'm like, what? Mike, you're always tasting. Oh, yeah. That's what? right. That's how I know it's done. Mike came through Taste well in the end. All the all the other nine steps were shaky, but yeah. that last one hey. he was good with. Oh, yeah. I, but I guarantee you, when he's tasting it, he's going, I'm not going to put that out there. It's not going to hit the dining room table. Mm-hmm. Because yes, I didn't wife. measure properly. Mm-hmm. I didn't heat properly. Yeah, he didn't, I didn't know anything you know, about it. And he certainly didn't read the recipe. No. So what the heck? I don't know what you're making. <laughs> yeah. Right, See, I thought this. I thought this was going to be like about knife safety and things like that. See, that's what happens when you jump ahead in your in your mind and you mm-hmm. think I know what Cass going to talk about, but yeah, then I trick you. Okay, jeez, relax. That's not what I'm talking about. All right, National Kitchen Klutzes of America Day. That's not really klutzy. That's just you know. Oh, that's klutzy. All right. No, no it's, it's just, if you don't read, klutzy. if you don't read your recipe, it's klutzy. Just misuse.
Word. Well, that doesn't sound, that doesn't make a good headline. Kitchen clutch. I thought it was like a. Have you written a book and want to get it published? Christian Faith Publishing helps thousands of authors publish their books with a company dedicated to strong Christian values. The most important qualities that I was looking for was a publisher who was honest and upfront. No hidden costs or fees and owning the rights to my own work. It all starts with our free author submission kit. Call 800-566-1012. We'll edit, design, copyright, protect, print, and distribute books online and in bookstores everywhere. You'll see your books in Christian bookstores Amazon, iTunes, Barnes & Noble, and many others. If you have a biography, novel, devotional, self-help, or other inspirational work, we get it published. We provide professional book editing, award-winning design, with the highest royalty structure in the industry. Plus, you retain 100% rights to your work. Get your book published today. Call for your free author submission kit at 800-566-1012. That's 800-566-1012. 800-566-1012. Great experiences are meant to be shared. How about the experience of a great night's sleep? This is John Hall, and I've been sharing with you about my pillow for a long time. It's truly the most comfortable pillow I've ever owned. It's machine washable, dryable, never loses its shape, and it gives me the support I need no matter what position I'm in. And it comes with Mike Lindell's famous 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. Once you experience my pillow, I'm sure that you'll love it too. And you're going to want to share that great experience with somebody else, which is great because right now you get two premium my pillows and free shipping for one low price. Just call 1-800-961-9207. Mention the promo code word to start enjoying the best sleep of your life or type it in when you visit mypillow.com to get your two premium my pillows with free shipping today. That's 1-800-961-9207. Or visit MyPillow.com. Use the promo code WORD. Just Pay Half Pittsburgh is Pittsburgh's original deal site. Go to JustPayHalfPittsburgh.com to save money now on Pittsburgh restaurants, events, and family fun activities. Just Pay Half has over 100 Pittsburgh restaurants offering half-price deals. Have delicious Italian catering from Roma Restaurant at your next event for half off. Take the kids to Statler's Fun Center in Greensburg or Fun Slides Carpet Skate Park in the North Hills for half price. Get dinner at and a movie at Latrobe 30 Theater and Cafe for only $11. Get all this and more at JustPayHalfPittsburgh.com. Every day across this country and this world, on a regular basis, women are beaten, raped, and murdered. This is not new news, but it is as old as the sun rising upon this earth. Here to talk to us about this is Elaine Storkey. Elaine is known for her work as a scholar, an author, a speaker, a journalist. She has been a tireless advocate for the marginalized, both as president of Tear Fund and then as a co-founder of Restored, an international organization seeking to end violence against women. She's the author of numerous books, but here today to talk to us about her latest, Scars Across Humanity, Understanding and Overcoming Violence Against Women. Elaine, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Elaine, uh, this is a heavy, difficult, sad subject. Um, it's one that we need to hear about. But I'm interested to know how you first came across the issue of violence against women and why you made it such a passion of your own. I actually came across the issue when I was quite a young woman. And I hadn't been married that long. And we had a very happy, contented marriage. And the editor of a woman's magazine um, suddenly phoned me up and said she'd run this questionnaire in her magazine um, for women who had been violated or abused or whatever. And she got so many responses, 
she really needed the help of a sociologist or somebody who could understand these things. And I cheerfully said, oh, bung them all in the post. These were the days before email. And I foolishly opened this package quite late at night before I went to bed, thinking I'll just breathe through these. And I couldn't sleep a wink. I mean, there were horrendous stories of people behind closed doors disclosing things that no one else had ever known before. And many of these women, actually, were Christian women struggling like mad. So um, that's my first encounter. And I tucked that away and, and became aware that things are happening that we don't know about. Yes. And so I suppose it set my antenna up. But it was really only when I went to the Congo, much, much later, as president of Tear Fund, that I saw the level of barbarity and savagery towards women, um, with rape being used as a weapon of war to annihilate the enemy. And it was a vicious weapon and actually extremely effective. So then I started to put all the bits together and saw it was a global picture, and it took so many different forms. Yes. So, Elaine, whether it's the Congo or the neighbor next door or your best friend, this is not even a, 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 a secret. It is something that is just business as usual of what it is to be a human being walking on this earth. Absolutely. And it's um, it really has to be accounted for. Uh, the fact that it's happening to women and the fact that it happens to women starting in the womb, really, and then right through their life cycle, somewhere in the, in the world, a woman is being violated in some form or another. We just have to um, break the silence that, that surrounds that and recognize that this is part of life, but it's a part of life that we have to eradicate. We really have to contest it and say, not on our watch. It's time for this to start to end. Mm. I wonder if you could tell us some stories, Elaine. I'm thinking in particular about the story of three of the four Mirabal sisters in the DR. Yes, that was an incredible story. I mean, they were protesting against the infamous dictator who was a tyrant in every conceivable way and really had his people um, under subjection. Um, and they constantly were being kind of arrested, imprisoned, t- tortured and so on. And this particular stage, their husbands were all in prison. They were... A, a, tr- a tribe of um, extremely powerful vocal people, Catholic people, who just loved God and actually just hated injustice. And so they were visiting, three of the women were visiting their husbands who had been incarcerated in jail, and on the way home, um, they disappeared. And their bodies were later found and mutilated and um, over a cliff. And the, the report, the suggestion was that they had un- unfortunately missed the road and gone over a cliff. But in fact, everybody soon found out they had been attacked, they'd been savaged, they'd been tortured, and then murdered, so that their voices wouldn't be heard. And it was because of that that the United Nations eventually set up November 28th as a memorial for women who had been violated. Um, and and there's so many, many women in that day that we remember right across the world. Mm. So the bravery of those women in particular was not forgotten. Um, so many other women, though, are forgotten because their cries and struggles were never known. Exactly. And these were influential women. They were well well known. They had many, many important kind of connections. Um, it was very public. The, the Catholic Church supported them, backed them, and so on. So their voices were very loud in that sense, and that's why they were so scary to the dictator. Mm. But many women have got no voice. Um, many girls have got no voice. I mean, they're being violated day in and day out. They're child brides. They're, they have no say. They can't negotiate the relationships or anything. And nobody hears. 
and it's that incredible you know terror of knowing that not far away from where we are um there will be people who are suffering and suffering in such silence but not knowing where to start or where to turn to get help yes. and in some countries the law doesn't even help them that there are no laws and very often in those countries where the law does exist it's not implemented people actually don't report it there are a few convictions the police are not interested and so on so it's an enormous struggle for these women and i think i personally feel that we just have to be far more aware of what's happening and be more willing to actually stand and say not not an hour name this is, should not be happening now and we will come against it yes elaine so of course all of us have been um following along the hashtag me too movement which in many ways has uh, been awakening the consciousness of people across this country at least um what about that um hashtag me too from a global perspective i mean people in the congo or you know um matricide uh, in china or india how much will that have an impact whether it's next week or next year i mean is it possible to bring this as a forefront of a social issue that would revolutionize the world in the way that we treat women? I think that's a very, very good question. And the answer is yes. I mean, I, I was surprised the speed with which Me Too became global. And, um, you know, hats off to those women in America for doing this. It was, it was tremendous and saying, okay, we've had enough. Now is the time to actually break the silence and be real about what it's costing us in our jobs to, to go through this and what we have to put up with. And suddenly that echo started to echo across continents, across Europe, across Asia, across Africa. And what, what was started there in that Me Too kind of announcement campaign suddenly became such a loud voice. I mean, my, my post bag was absolutely bombed with women from across the world hmm. saying, I'm so glad that this is, this is now public because we can add our voice to that. And yes, I think it... Um, it has given an enormous encouragement to women who are, have been suffering and have been sexually attacked or violated or whatever. But, of course, there are many, many women who are not in a position to actually make this uh, public or to broadcast this. Yes. So let's talk about uh, the church and patriarchy. Can you define patriarchy from your perspective, what that looks like? Patriarchy is really the kind of rule of male dominance or male predominance, that we, we that the male is norm, <laughs> um, and therefore everything else is subordinate in some sense or another to the male. Um, and I think pa- patriarchy is, has been analyzed so many times with so many different accents and emphases. But for me, it's just the idea that, um, that men are naturally entitled to do pretty much what they want in terms of ruling, in terms of dominating, in terms of calling the shots, in terms of holding the authority and structuring the way people live. And in those societies that are particularly patriarchal, um, women's voices are very rarely heard. And if they're heard, they're muted in some way or another. Men speak for them and about them and all the rest of it. And even the law isn't on their side. So there are cultures that are very patriarchal cultures which are very, very male-dominant and there are others which are more egalitarian because laws have been passed enabling women to do things that they can't do in other cultures and lifting women's gifts into the arenas where they need to be. Within the church, I think it's always, um, it's always an issue as to what we understand by being the body of Christ, what we understand about men and women together made in the image of God 
and together called into mutual service of each other and of the church and of our neighbours, um, and actually of proclaiming the gospel. And I think once we, once we get ourselves struggling with patriarchy, once we get the idea that somehow all of this is about men or given to men, the authority is given to men, the structures are given to men, and women somehow tag along and do what they're told, then we, we, we've actually lost the New Testament. Mm. <laughs> and we can't afford to do that mm. because the church has to stand strong and very, very firm against the, the violation that we're seeing globally. It simply has to say this isn't human and this isn't the way that God ever intended us to live. So, Elaine, what do you say to people who are listening to you and your commentary and they say, well, wait, this sounds like a progressive. This sounds like a liberal. This sounds like a feminist who's trying to tell us that the progressive you know, perspective on the world is the way it should be. But I believe in the Bible. Yes, I believe in the Bible. And frankly, I haven't got any time for the so-called progressive kind of attitude because what does it mean? It, it often means that we don't have the contours, we don't have the, the foundations or the directions, and we do pretty much what we want. Um, if you're talking about progressiveness in releasing the individual to whatever the individual feels is right or preferable at that time, I've got absolutely no time for it at all. I mean, it's a million miles from biblical Christianity. So it, it is actually, it's, it's the biblical understanding of our humanness um, made by God, uh, for service of God, um, at, that drives me to do what I'm doing and that gives me the passion I have to see women lifted out of the uh, the violation and the violence that they're subject to. Uh, it's a biblical message about um, what it's like in the church and what we need to be doing in the church in order to release people, in order to let people see what salvation looks like, what redemption looks like, what godly living looks like. And uh, it, very often we can get it wrong. And the way we get it better is to carry on reading the Bible over and over and over again to soak ourselves in the Gospels and to soak ourselves in, in even Paul's letters. But don't come with a mindset that is already made up, that somehow um, it, it is about male authority, because the Bible is saying something fundamentally different from that. It is saying that together we make up, male and female together, we make up the body of Christ and we actually have to act together in union um, as God's image on earth. Elaine Storkey is with us. We're talking about her brand new work called Scars Across Humanity, Understanding and Overcoming Violence Against Women. Elaine, I've talked about this on the air often over the years that I've been uh, uh, on this show. I was raised in a family with a mother and five sisters. That so wonderful. <laughs> he, he was beaten into submission at an early age, Elaine. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, and, but, you know, as a man, I mean, I'm just like any other man, of course. And, you know, my attitudes, even though I was surrounded by women at an early age, uh, I'm just like a, a guy, right? Shaped by the culture that I live in, I raise mm-hmm. my hand and I am guilty as well, like all men, in how we look at and define women and marginalize women. So, you know, as you speak... Okay, but wait, but I need to interrupt you because you don't, you're not, yes, of course, you're identified with with other men and you're, you know, you you have the same sinful nature that every other man does, but you do treat women differently. And I think one of the reasons you treat women differently is because of all all the women in your life. It's Yes, it's undeniable, right? I mean, that was a rich experience. Yeah, that shaped shaped how you treat women. Truly, it, it did. Yes. 
Uh, but when you think about all the men in the world, and I'm, look, I'm not raising myself up here, obviously, but you know, the conversation that I have with myself as a man now, and with my two sons as I raise them, I think it's so vital that men confront themselves. That you know, part of this hashtag Me Too is, you know, we look at ourselves and we look at our shortcomings and say, okay. What thing am I holding that you know I, I consider to be an, an, an inherent truth about a man in my place in the world, and how do I adjust that? How can I be a better man with the women around me, with my wife, my sisters, my daughters, all that, to be a stronger, better man? And then how do I uh, you know make that work downstream and reverse the tide of what's happened historically? Can you speak to that? Oh, well, I think it's absolutely wonderful that anyone asks those questions. And, uh, you know, it bowls me over. And um, and thankfully, there are many men asking those questions who are <clears throat> godly men and who are wonderful leaders. In, in the UK, we have this organization now called Restored, which is a male-female partnership organization calling both men and women to work together in the whole area against violence against women. Um, and the male stream of it is called First Man Standing, and it's absolutely wonderful. It's an invitation to Christian men right across our country to stand up and simply ask the questions that you're just asking and then answer them with biblical uh, tones, answer them in the, in the tone that the New Testament uses about Jesus' relationship with women and his respect for women. And he's kind of really um, reminding the disciples even of the importance and centrality of women and, and not discarding them and not even taking superiority over them. I mean, there are so many wonderful examples in, in the Gospels. Um, Jesus actually just being human to women and inviting them to love God better and to not look at the culture, cutting through the culture. So I, I think to ask the questions is, is the first point, is the first way forward. And then the answers that you give, sharing them with other people. And it, it is really, uh, it's not women's struggle. It's a struggle of women and men together. Um, because our human, humanity is so tied up with each other. And it's really when men take that lead and take a release mm -hmm. that women can feel much more assured that changes are going to be made. Mm -hmm. Well, Elaine, it's been a pleasure to talk to you. You know, we talked before we went on the air about how you, you used to speak in Pittsburgh regularly, and I remember that um, from years ago, and was always was always richly uh, blessed by listening to you. But we'd love to have you back on the show sometime to to you know further your you know kind of highlight your research and further what it is that you're doing because your message is so important. Oh, thank you so much. That's wonderful. Well, I do pleasure. appreciate that. Elaine Storkey, Scars Across Humanity: Understanding and Overcoming Violence Against Women. unaware of a lot of things that were going on around him. His world was closed. As a mom, that 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 does something to you because you want to be able to communicate with your child. He had very low self-esteem. He just lacked confidence. He just didn't fit in. He struggled in making some friends and connecting. There really is hope. There really is a program that can help. And Brain Balance truly, honestly, is the answer. It was like he was waking up. Brain balance was just everything that they said and more. We see it as an investment, investment in our child's future. Do it. <laughs> just do it. Go in, get the assessment, 
have your eyes opened to why your child is the way they are. Help your child achieve success all summer long. Call Brain Balance today and get a jump start on your child's next school year. Make a real difference in the life of your child and your family. Visit BrainBalance.com. I have been praying for God to put me in the right ministry. When this touched my heart, I was like, this is where God would have me be because nobody's taking care of the caregivers. Meet Cynthia a longtime volunteer with Kairos Prison Ministry. We have a whole community out there who have been isolated or ostracized because one of their loved ones has committed a crime. That's what Kairos Outside is all about. So we mentor to the ladies 20 years old and older. We prepare a weekend for them of meditation and talks and let them feel the love of God, that God still loves them. We've had mothers come in and say, my child, I haven't said my child's name out loud in so long. Those who come through Kairos, they have a new beginning because it takes all the mantle of what has passed off of them so that they can go forward new, just like a new birth. And these ladies, when they leave, they know that they've been in the presence of the Lord. Call 412-368-6691 to become a volunteer. Kairos Prison Ministry, 412-368-6691. Shower thunderstorm in the area will be moving away by early evening, clearing skies tonight and cooler overnight, low 57. Tomorrow, sunshine, breezy and pleasantly warm, high 79. Clear and comfortable tomorrow night, low 55 degrees. For Friday, another nice-looking day, mostly sunny with highs near 80 degrees. I'm AccuWeather meteorologist Danielle Niddle on 101.5 Word FM. We're back with a with a box, and they're winning. We are uh, they're winning currently. But you know we're back at that point where hey, let's go to a pirate game and just enjoy a nice night at PNC yep. Park. Exactly. Where because what did you just tell me? The last twenty four games, the Bucks are six wins, eighteen losses. Six and eighteen over the last twenty four games. Yeah. So if we've reached that level very quickly in this season where. There's deep mediocrity. I'd, I'd also like to know how many of those games we were ahead in. Mm-hmm. Because maybe those are just the ones that broke my heart the most. Yeah. But it seems like a lot, a lot of, of them. them. Yeah, yeah. It's okay. They're up 5-2 right now. Okay, good. Against Arizona. All right. A the hated night? Diamondbacks. <laughs> Who cares about the Diamondbacks? Oh. You ca- ever, what? What? Really? Ever since they hit McCutcheon twice, I despise oh, them. Yeah. I, I have a hard time getting excited about the Diamondbacks. Oh, I despise them. Um, okay, we're gonna, how about Faith Night? July twenty yeah. seventh coming up Friday, July twenty seventh. We can't wait. Faith Night. Is a pe- we- <laughs> there you go. Now go ahead. George Stepanopoulos. <laughs> Faith Night will be at PNC Park. Yeah. New Mike, John, and I will all be there uh, on General Robinson Street before the game, shaking hands, handing out T-shirts. We'd love to meet you, take pictures, all those sorts of things. Have a great game, which yeah. I'm confident in. And then after that, we'll be. Uh, well, after that, we're going to be enjoying Faith Night. Well, you're pointing at me because we want to talk about the tickets. Yeah, no, yeah. Just, we have a family five pack that's available. Yeah, courtesy of our friends at Abernethy Hagerman hey. Elder Law. Abernethy, Abernethy, and Hagerman Elder Law. Thank you so much. We got tickets for the Bucks and Washington Nationals game, mm-hmm. which is coming up on July 9th. Uh, we haven't done well versus the Nationals this season, so this will or be the, anyone else. <laughs> this will be the perfect time. To turn it around, people. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, so family five-pack, you and uh, your, your wife, your kids. Yeah. Come on down. All your neighbors. Sure. Your friends from work, your friends from church. Yep. Knock yourself out. I mean, that's five people, okay. 800-320-8255, 800-320-8255. Caller number nine. Why nine? Uh, I just picked it. 
Okay. How about that? Because we're looking for a nine-game winning streak. Yes, we are. With the Bucks. Exactly. And today will be the first day of so it. Right that ship, okay? Uh-huh. All right. And uh, Faith Night, wordfm.com is the place to go buy your tickets. We've been very honored to win the Better Business Bureau Torch Award for Business Ethics three times, which is great. Energy Swing Windows, Steve Rennekamp. But we were recently recognized with an award that was totally unsolicited. It's called the Best of the Best Award. Uh, This is an award you don't apply for. And the organization that does this selects companies that have great reputations in the marketplace. They look at your online reviews. They look at your website. They look at Better Business Bureau reports. They look at a whole variety of things and they determine if you fit the criteria of being the best of the best. And fortunately, uh, they thought we did. There's a very short video on the front page of our website that talks about this award and the way we do business and why we received it. Energy Swing, best of the best. Right now, Word FM listeners get 5% off over and above any current offers on windows and doors and $1,200 off any basement finishing project. Visit EnergySwingWindows.com. If you're paying too much for your health insurance, listen carefully. Due to recent changes in the law, you could be overpaying $500 or more per month on your health care. There are new, more affordable health care options with better coverage. These plans are exempt from the Affordable Care Act and now open to everyone. Health care options with better benefits, costing 30 to 60% less than Obamacare plans and giving you the freedom to see almost any doctor or hospital in the country. Forbes calls this the health care plan that is saving families $20,000 a year. And over 1 million Americans have already taken advantage of this game-changing health care program. Call 800-239-7174 now to find out how much you'll save. Employers, you too can save 50% or more on group medical insurance with health sharing. Our licensed advisors can take away all the stress of finding the right plan for your needs and budget. Best of all, our service is free. This one call could be the best decision you make this year, so don't delay. Call now to see how much you can save. For your free quote, call 800-239-7174. That's 800-239-7174. 800-239-7174. At Extreme Car and Truck in Bridgeville, find extreme accessories for all your dirty jobs, like hauling landscape supplies. Protect your vehicle with spray-on bed liners, tonneau covers, weather tech floor liners, and more. Say goodbye to dirt and grime inside and out with extreme detailing. Plus, lift kits, electronics, and remote starters, always a favorite. Extreme car and truck in Bridgeville, for the extreme in all of us, at extremetruck.net. So the only thing really keeping you from enrolling your children in Christian school is sports? Trinity Christian School answers that concern with boys soccer, girls volleyball, and track for boys and girls. A well-rounded Christian education with the sports opportunities you want? Now that sounds really good. Trinity Christian School, ranked among the top K-12 schools in Allegheny County. 412-242-8886. This is what I give. I give an expression of care every day to each child to help him realize that he is unique. I end the program by saying, you've made this day a special day by just your being you. There's no person in the whole world like you, and I like you just the way you are. There's a new documentary out about Mr. Rogers, and uh, it is in theaters nationwide. Mm -hmm. Uh, 
you know, we talked about this the other day. Because Mr. Rogers is ours, he's a native son, we know Mr. Rogers. We talked about Mr. Rogers. We, you know, you think about him more often than not. Heck, there's a gigantic statue of Mr. Rogers down on the north side. So it, even though Mr. Rogers passed away a long, long time ago, he is still part of the daily fabric here in western Pennsylvania in the city of Pittsburgh. Right. Now, the rest of the country, people who didn't grow up with Mr. Rogers as their true neighbor, they may have forgotten about him. And so this documentary, Won't You Be My Neighbor, has ignited a lot of sentimentality and wistful memories of the man, Mr. Rogers, Fred Rogers. And also, I hope, a lot of pondering as to how we have perhaps gone off the rails when it comes to how we treat children, how we talk to kids, maybe even how we program for kids. Hmm. Last night on The Tonight Show, Jimmy Fallon hosted... Mrs. Rogers, Mrs. Joanne Rogers, and we've got a few clips to share with you. Let's start with this. This is at the start. Mrs. Rogers, welcome. Thank you. Welcome. Thank you you so much for being here on The Tonight Show. I'm so happy to be here. You know, this kid grew up with the program. Yeah, I did. I grew up with the, with your husband. Yes. Absolutely. I, yes. I, was, I was a neighbor. Right. <laughs> I was his neighbor. I, no. I loved the show so much as uh, so much of our generation loved it so much. He's just such a kind and, and compassionate uh, guy. Jimmy, I wouldn't have come at age 90. I would not have come from Pittsburgh to here for anybody beside you. Isn't that sweet? Mrs. Rogers is 90. Yeah. So would Mr. Rogers have been somewhere in that ballpark? I, I, guess, would, huh? I think close to that. Really? Yeah. I, th- I believe he passed away when he was in his late 70s. Okay. 90 years old. So Mrs. Rogers got on a plane. She flew cross country to be on the Jimmy mm-hmm. Fallon show. Who apparently has corresponded with her a lot over really? the years because he was such a fan of Mr. Rogers. And uh, she is so delightful. She is absolutely delightful. Now, there was another part of the uh, of the interview last night, and I encourage you to watch the whole thing. You can find it on YouTube. Um, but she talks about um, a portion of the documentary uh, that mentions uh, Mr. Rogers being an ordained minister. So, Mike, you want to hit that for us? When you when you see the the documentary, one, one thing I didn't know that he, uh, he was a minister. He was, yes. He decided to do. Uh, put his focus in children's TV. Yes, he had always belonged to the Presbyterian Church. And uh, they can be kind of stodgy sometimes, but <laughs> but he was ordained to to as an evangelist to carry on the work that he was doing in television with families and children. That is so fabulous. Ordained to carry on the work for children. Mm-hmm. I just love that so much. I know. Now, for so much of the church's history, um, we have looked at ministers, ordained ministers, as being one thing, right? And so they work in churches and yeah, they do the work. But, from the pulpit. Right. But if you're an engineer or you're an artist or whatever, you're not, you're not really a minister. But really, the essence of we, us being the church and us being the saints um, is that we're all ministers in whatever we're doing. Use your skill. You use your skill, and that's what your ministry is. So if you are a shoemaker, then your ministry is shoemaking. Martin Luther talked about that right. um, in the Reformation. It became one of the it became one of the understandings that was passed on from the Reformation to the rest of the world. But we forget that. We separate it, don't we? Right, right, we do. And so seeing and hearing Mrs. Rogers say that he that Mr. Rogers was commissioned as an evangelist 
for families and children. Mm-hmm. When she said that, my guess is the large majority of the people in that audience had no idea right. what she was speaking of. Right. But I knew what she was speaking of. Of course. And you knew what she was speaking of. Um, Is that, that, and you want to talk, I mean, Mr. Rogers could have been ordained and could have gone to work in a church, right? He could have done that. Yeah. But instead, he was ordained as an evangelist for families and children. And look at the millions of families and children that he impacted. That's what the gospel can mean when it goes out into the world. The gospel can mean something bigger than we ever imagined. Right. Now, I would imagine that probably in all the years that Mr. Rogers produced that show, never once on the show did he ever mention the name of Jesus Christ. Right. But clearly, he was the light of Christ for mm-hmm. multiple generations of children who love him today because of how they were treated by Mr. Rogers, how they were looked at, how they were lifted up. You can tell from the way Jimmy Fallon talked oh. that he was personally yeah. touched by that, that his kindness, his openness. And I think back to the people who met Jesus, you know, and the, the, the way that he was so different and so odd, you know, so unassuming, so confident, and yet so humble, you know, so many contradictions that the humans that met him were often went away wondering what happened. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the, that? that's the beauty of the gospel, I think, is that it's so different than who we are and that the, the world we understand that when we encounter somebody who's really living it, it often makes us say, what is that? Right. You know, we talked yesterday about uh, the people who who did a survey on what they think Jesus looks like, right? And largely what they thought Jesus looked like was a guy from an 80s boys, ba- boys band, <laughs> so, right? But So unbelievable. Of course, Jesus looked like nothing, nothing like that. Right. But to think about Jesus in person, I mean, Jesus was essentially in the guise of Fred Rogers as all those years he broadcast. Right. No, he, as as Jesus is in the guise of you, if you're a banker yeah. or you are a writer or you're a, a parent, is that this is how we're called to live. We're called to live with impact. And Mr. There Rogers lived with impact. Okay, did. You have a clip? All right, play the next clip for us, Mike. He knew he wanted to work with children. Yeah. And he, and he didn't want children to grow up as consumers, to be, to be thought of as consumers. Mm-hmm. Because that's what all these other kids shows were doing. They were like yes. selling, uh, selling plastic guns and, yes. and, and, and things. And, yeah, exactly. And dress up like this. Per- yeah. And he, I, the, the connection he makes and also how deep the show was. Yeah. I mean, at that, that time, I'm sure, like it is today, mm-hmm. revolutionary. Right, because you if look you at Saturday look at, morning kids shows. Yeah, or you look at Disney and you think, I love Disney. I mean, I love Disney movies. They're wonderful. Yeah. Except that you know that there's a Disney store and you know that you can go to Disney it's World product. and it's all product. And I love the fact that she said he never wanted kids to be seen as consumers. Right. Although now, wasn't there for, wasn't there for a while a, um, you know, sort of a Channel 13 store where you could buy King Friday and I would have liked to have done. Know. Okay, maybe you could have, but I mean, I wouldn't exactly call it Disney. No, not, not no. Probably six people bought a King Friday doll over the years. I once had a Mr. Rogers uh, neighborhood T-shirt. What happened to it? Um, I may have outgrown it. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay, so the last segment, um, she talks about one of the most famous scenes from the Mr. Rogers show over all the years, one that's gone, the clip has gone around social media so many times. To me, it's one of like, uh, it's like a, it's a high watermark for Mm -hmm. the Mr. Rogers show. Mike? 
I, yes. Explain uh, what is this picture here, this photo here. Do you, do you have a story for this one? That is the the policeman on the on the program. Yep. Uh, Officer Clemens. That's right. And he came by on a hot day, and Fred was out uh, soaking his feet in a little kitty tub, kitty pool. Yeah. And he had he had the hose, and he was just putting in water in, and. He said this to Francois, come, it's a hot day, sit down with me and get your feet cool. And he said, oh, I, don't, I, d- I didn't bring a towel or anything. You can use my towel. Yeah. And um, at that time in history, uh, white people didn't want African Americans in their swimming pools. Yeah. And so they were putting acids in, pouring acid and all kinds of bad things in to keep them out. And Fred knew about that. This was having to do with that. It bothered him. And he yes. said, I'm gonna, I want yes. to do something about this. Yes. So he invited the officer on the show to come in, and, and their feet were together in yes, the pool. Yes, exactly. And then he said, you can use my tongue. He dried his feet off. And then it's a very basic Christian uh, right yeah. as well. It- Fabulous. The basic Christian thing to do as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, I love it. To wash someone else's feet. Yeah. You know, so there's a review uh, in today's uh, New York Times about uh, Mr. Rogers. And uh, this is interesting. A.O. Scott's the film critic, and he says this. By sheer coincidence, unless it is, somehow a sign of the times, the two best American movies in theaters right now both happen to be about Protestant ministers grappling with their vocations in a fallen and frightening world. First Reformed, which is a film that has not yet hit Pittsburgh, and of course, Won't You Be My Neighbor. So it's gotten great marks across the country. That Highly recommended. Thank you to NBC and to The Tonight Show for the clips that we just played for you. Joanne, Mrs. Rogers, last night with Jimmy Fallon on The Tonight Show. There's no person in the whole world like you, and I like you just the way you are. Epic Leap Entertainment proudly presents Big Daddy Weed. Live at the Belmont Complex in Katanning with special guest Citizen Way. Tickets on sale now at showclicks.com. Big Daddy Weed, 8 p.m. live. Doors open at 6 p.m. Don't miss Big Daddy Weed, June 23rd. Sponsored by JD Waterproofing. When you're a kid, Idlewild is a place full of adventures. There are rides that are just your size, treats to tickle your taste buds, and special friends like Daniel Tiger to touch your heart. When you're a grown-up, Idlewild is every bit as magical, every bit as memorable, every bit as fun. Idlewild and Soak Zone, because you love to see them smile. Save up to $18 on select days when you buy online at Idlewild.com. I'm Jeremy Schapp. I have Crohn's disease. The Crohn's and Colitis Foundation of America's Take Steps Walk program is dedicated to raising funds and awareness to combat Crohn's disease and ulcerative colitis. To find a walk site near you, visit www.cctakesteps.org. Okay, 
Okay, so Fred Rogers was 74 when he passed away in 2003. Joanne so, Rogers, 90 years old, yeah. just doing a bang-up. She's, she's been on the Today Show. She's been on Megyn Kelly. She's been all over the place. Yeah. But the sweetness of the conversation was, I think, last night on The Tonight Show, which because is why Jimmy we Because Jimmy Fallon's that for you. such a geek for Fred Rogers. I know. Say what you said about Jimmy Fallon. Well, I, I don't know Jimmy Fallon. I've never met him. But, I, you know, I've, I've watched the show and I've seen him on a couple other shows. And I just feel like he has such a sweet spirit about him. I do. I don't know if he's a believer or not, but I pray that he is or he comes to faith because he's just he gets the heart of how to converse with people and yeah. how to treat people. And that's a rare commodity in Hollywood. He hasn't been corrupted no, by the cynicism, by the you know progressive thing. He ha- he's he just seems to be kind of charting his own course. Yeah, he's delightful. I, I believe he is. Yeah. How about the criticism he got? What when the president appeared on his show and he was just hanging just, out, right? Mm-hmm. Right, and all of a sudden there was all this liberal backlash about why didn't you grill the president and you know hold his feet to the fire, yada yada, all that craziness. He said, well, I'm just having a conversation with a guy. It wasn't my job to be, you know, 60 minutes or whatever. Right. Just wanted to just hang out with people. Remember, Show your best side. Remember, John, years ago, what was it, probably seven years ago, when we spoke to Chuck Colson on our show, um, it was shortly before he passed away, and he talked about um, what he thought Christians in America were missing. Yeah. And he said, Christians are missing winsomeness christians are so serious about their everything so eager to point the finger at somebody else so eager to make sure that their doctrine is perfect so that they can use it as a weapon against somebody else they've lost the ability to just laugh to enjoy the fact that god is Mm -hmm. and that we are and that there are things that are understandable and that we can we can talk about the gospel of Jesus without being boring and judgy or and threatened. threatening, you yeah. know? Angry. Right. We've lost winsomeness. And when I think of Jimmy Fallon, He's that's what he has. Yeah. That's what he has. So even if whether he's a believer or not, we can learn something from right. that. No, it's interesting because after that conversation, that word, you, you didn't hear that word. Winsome? Yes. But I think he, I hear it now more, more and more. But as a call to us as believers. Like, relax a little bit. Yeah. It's going to be okay. The world doesn't need saving. It's already been saved. Yeah. It just relax. It's going to be okay. To be winsome is a great charge for us as believers in Christ. Yeah. Isn't it good? I think it's good to be inspired by people who are outside of our world. So whether you're a conservative and you only you know listen to conservatives, whether it's on radio or it's in, on your newsfeed or whatever, or you're a liberal and you only listen, you only watch MSNBC or whatever, isn't it good to see somebody who's outside of your world who's really doing something that's admirable? Yes. And Jimmy Fallon, I, I Hollywood drives me crazy. I can't stand the whole, you know, pointing their finger at everybody else and telling everybody else what to do the whole Robert De Niro thing at the Tonys I thought was a humiliation but Jimmy Fallon last night hearing him with with Mrs. Rogers that inspired me good excellent we need more of it hey uh, thanks for being with us always a pleasure to have you along for the ride home we have podcast at wordfm.com you want to find us on the web our website is johnandkathyshow.com we're on Facebook as well the ride home with John and Kathy we're easy to find 
Pirates are still winning. Five okay. to two. Hope springs eternal. Yes, it does. Have a great night. God willing, we'll see you tomorrow. The Ride Home with John and Kathy, a production of Word FM and Salem Communications. This is Lonnie Chan.